Hello and welcome to Century Views Episode 3. If you missed our first two episodes or don't know who we are, Century View is an on-campus literary journal publishing undergraduate and graduate students' work. We accept poems, short stories, artwork, and one-act plays. Our deadline for submissions is this coming Monday, February 29th. You can submit work to cmucentreview at gmail.com. My name is Natalie D. Four, Editor-in-Chief of Century View. Today I am here with poet John Forrest. Thank hey. you for being with us today, John. Thanks for having me. <laughs> um, how long have you been writing? Uh, hmm, I don't know, since I could write. Um, I started mostly with fiction. Oh, really? Okay. And I didn't really get into poetry until uh, till college, really. Okay. What changed? Um, really, my professor, uh, Robert Fanning, here at Central, uh, he really got me into poetry, mm-hmm. which I never thought I would... I would do ever because I'm more of a storyteller mm-hmm. and I didn't know I could incorporate stories within poetry which so happens I can which is very very nice yeah <laughs> it works out well um, <clears throat> so would you like to read maybe like your first poem that you brought um, yeah sure <laughs> um, this is called uh, film strip A woman wraps herself in film strip and calls herself a star. What's your favorite role? Her family asks when they visit. She tells them she's the leading lady in almost every film. Almost, they inquire. The woman nods her head and says, times are tough. They edit me out when I'm not careful. The family looks down at their feet and sees the woman's cat playing with the film that was cut. I love that. Thanks. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I love that last line, too. Um, how did you go about creating this piece? Like, where did it come from? Um, so I was at Kaya Cafe, and I was just trying to write something. You know, I was in a horrible uh, time of writer's block. So oh, yeah. I looked up on uh, Google Images and just put uh, art that inspires writing. And um, I found a painting of a woman who was, she was wrapped in black ribbon, mm-hmm. and it kind of looked like, like strips of film, like, you know, the stuff they used to use mm-hmm. um, before d- digital stuff <laughs> came. And um, I thought, wow, that would be so weird if, like, she was wrapping herself in film and being, like, borderline certifiable, certifiably insane. Mm-hmm. But um, so I came up with that character, and then from there I just kind of wrote the story. That's awesome. Um, <clears throat> so did it take just like a one day thing when you were Kaya, or? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> it, it, the hardest part for me is finding out what to write about. But mm-hmm. once I do, it just comes, yeah. and I can really bust out a good poem or two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so when I read this poem my first idea was that whenever she's not doing something she's supposed to they just kind of like ignore her or like cut her out is that kind of what you were going for what's your perspective on the poem (laughs) she was only in wrapped in film strip so Mm -hmm. like her being edited out Mm -hmm. was just the cat actually biting off some of the film strip and playing with it Okay. And she would think of it like, you know, how like in film terms and in any media term, like cutting out something is, ed- is another term for editing. Mm-hmm. And the cat would c- 
cut the film like with its claws or its teeth and stuff. So, and the family just went with it, just <laughs> you know. And but she was really just like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and so when you started this, did you know exactly where it was going, or did you kind of just start with it and see if it would mold itself? Oh, that's what I do with all my writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't I like to be surprised, mm-hmm. especially with my fiction. I just write and let the plot and the characters play out in front of me, rather than me trying. Because if I plan something, I, I won't finish it. Right. So it, it's it's kind of like seeing a movie. Mm-hmm. Like you want to watch the movie, so you just like you. Like, that's how I visualize everything like a film. So that's how I was, I'm able to just write, you know, visually like that. And mm-hmm. I, I let the characters kind of make their own story with it. Okay. So You like to surprise yourself. Yeah. Mostly the, the only thing that I really did for this poem mm-hmm. is create the character. And then from there, the rest is there up to them. Okay, cool. Um, and do you have subjects that you particularly like to write about? Or I know you said you kind of they kind of come out of yeah. your imagination, but it, it's very. I don't know. I I don't have a set like not genre, but I don't have a set like thing I like to write about. All I know is that. It needs to be weird mm-hmm. and like really weird, <laughs> <laughs> um, almost, almost surreal and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I read um, recently. I read uh, Russell Edson, and he did a lot of prose poems, just like film strip. And he he was very much the inspiration behind most of these poems here. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's he's just that like it's that kind of like weird like twilight zone type surrealness Mm -hmm. that still had some realism to it so you're like i could see this happening even though it shouldn't be happening (laughs) and that's what i want to get through my poetry because i Mm -hmm. i am too uh, i have such a vivid imagination that like it's (sighs) yeah (laughs) it's out there (laughs) that's great and would you say that that's a writer who inspires you to write, or is are there other writers who you look up to? Um, for poetry, he's definitely probably the only one. That <laughs> I would. There's others that I've read, but he's the biggest. Mm-hmm. Um, b- like he's really the biggest one. Um, and the thing is, um, Fanning was the one that. Uh, suggested the book to me, uh, Tormented Mirror. And when I was reading that, of course I had to read it for school, but when yeah. I was reading it, I'm like, this is perfect. <laughs> yeah. Because he was incorporating story and po- into his poetry. Mm-hmm. And, sin- and since I'm more of a fic, I recreationally r- still write more fiction than poetry, but like he, he brought the two worlds together and that like got me like oh, yes I can do this now. <laughs> That's great. Um, and what was your first poem about? 
and why did you write it? My first poem ever? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? Uh, the first one I wrote was called... <laughs> this is an elementary, so bear with me. Okay. <laughs> Second grade. It, uh, it was Gooey Louie, and it was just a limerick where it was just nothing but rhymes. Because mm-hmm. all that, you know... A second grader, the only thing that they think poetry is is just straight up rhyming. Mm-hmm. You know, with Dr. Seuss, that was the first poet you ever would read. Right. Um, well, gen- in the general sense. And so, it was, I don't even remember. It was like Gooey Louie <laughs> had a house and he had a mouse. And I don't know. It was, just, <laughs> it was the most standardized rhyme scheme ever. And it was, but it was still weird. Yeah. Like, I, I've always said the weird factor. It was mm-hmm. just, I had, now with college, I had formal training in actually <laughs> <laughs> making better poems, let's be honest. <laughs> because that was, that, that you could tell that was written by second, ga- second graders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know? you gotta be easy on yourself. It was True. only second grade. True. The other, <laughs> the, the other poem that, it could have been before Gooey Louie, but <laughs> I revised it. In, in in college and it was oh, awesome nice. is uh cheesy baboons on the moon oh cool that one was that was probably my favorite first one mm-hmm. um more than gooey louie but gooey louie was probably the first one mm-hmm. um why i wrote it i was just i don't know i was trying <laughs> what, hard <laughs> was it like an assignment or were you it, at like it was an assignment mm-hmm. we were supposed to like make a booklet full of poems that we'd write ourselves and then we'd illustrate for those. Okay. And, you know, I, I just illustrated something and then made a poem with it. The The Cheesy Baboons on the Moon was like, I got that from Wallace and Gromit. Um, okay. Because they, in one of the episodes, they, the moon was a big ball of cheese. So that's where I got like, oh, so like, what if baboons, like, would throw cheese at each other on the moon? Oh, cool. It, it was just one of those more surreal things that, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people are just like, what? How do you, what? <laughs> How is this possible? Yeah. <laughs> I really like those titles, though. Thanks. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> um, my last question for you is what has uh, encouraged you to keep going with writing and what changes have you seen in your poetry or your writing altogether since being in college? Um, I think my friends and my professor are the most, um, <clears throat> most um, ones that uh, help me like keep going, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely um, Emily Way, who I believe you had on last episode, right. she's one of my good friends and we usually would, well, Last semester, when we had more time, um, we would meet at Kaya and just read poetry and try to think of, you know, write poetry ourselves together. And nice. that's the best that anyone writing poetry can do, uh, especially after graduation, like keep in touch mm-hmm. uh, so you can, you know, like share each other's poetry and, you know, keep going. Have right. some sort of initiative to keep writing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, thank you for being here, John. It was uh, so nice to meet you. Good to talk to you. Thank you. Nice (laughs) meeting you, too. Thanks, and (laughs) good luck with your future writing. Thank you very much.
Yep. Um, and again, center reviews deadline is this Monday, February 29th. Email your work to CMU Review at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.